from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. Welcome to The Good Atheist Podcast. My name is Jacob14. I'm T-Bad. Yep, still going by Jacob14. That's happening. If I recall. I have to remember to say it right. I mean, we're still... Second show in... Jacob 14. Jacob 14. da 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 Yeah, I'm going to need to have... Jingle like a, I need a new jingle. That's what oh, I Jacob 14. No, no, seriously. Back in the day, even like the greatest jazz musicians of old all had jingles, man. You had to have a fucking jingle. Like a little thing that every time you were introduced to, it was like, that's your song. And we don't really do that anymore, you know? Like we don't have a jingle. Be like, oh shit. There's this guy, there's that guy. People don't want to be associated with jingles, even though I think that we should go back to jingles. Jingles is a good idea. A Jacob 14. Yeah, some with drums, something like jazzy. Maybe it's just because I'm in the jazz mood. A little jazzy. I guess it's just because of the timing. Yeah, anyways. Totally. That's in the works. That's in the works now. That's in the works. But today on the show, we're actually going to be talking about Christmas. And the, the history of Christmas, we're going to be talking about the, I guess my analysis of how Christmas has changed over time, because I think everybody has this idea that whatever traditions that they have, have been around forever, because you have no concept of history, and that's not surprising, don't worry about it. It's time for a history lesson. History, okay. History. So we're going to, this is going to be a very loose history of it, by the way, so this is not, this is not um, a college-level essay of history. Okay? Most definitely not. But we're going we're gonna to trace some of those traditions, where they come from, why we have them, and how it used to be. So let's talk first, let's, let's go back here. I mean, it's, it's difficult to know precisely where we're going to go back in history when we talk about how, you know, how far back does... Does celebrating the winter solstice go? And you're like, well, if you're in the northern hemisphere, quite which a is while. Where most people have a very long time. And the reason is actually kind of simple when you think about it. Now, if you live in a climate that's going to change severely into winter, then uh, right around that time, right around the time where the sun sets and there's, you're going to have to make for provisions. This is when usually people slaughter the animals that they don't have. The ability to maintain over the winter time and start storing the meat because it's cold and you can store meat the whole fucking time. So it's slaughtering time. And then generally around that time, too, this is when people started to make, you know, like if you made alcohol and it would start fermenting mm. right around this period and you couldn't leave it in the ground frozen. So you got to dig that shit out. And guess what? When you dig out all your motherfucking alcohol for the year, what are you <laughs> going to want to do? Big so, party. Ranger. So in the history of mankind, for as long as we've had agriculture and distillation, uh, distillation and also animal husbandry, Hey-o. at around this time, we've needed to pretty much anticipate for the coming winter. And I think that the best way that people have decided to do that is to get a little crazy. Now, well, it seems like the cutoff point where if you were an ant yeah. all summer and you squirreled away all your nuggets of tubers and morsels of edibles, nuts, and so on, then you'd be fine. But if you were a grasshopper, the solstice must have been a real bitch. <laughs> 
Well, if you that's, regret that's your oh shit moment. Yeah, but let me tell you something about the the ant. Uh, the Time to turn on the charm and ingratiate you know, you know himself the, into an ant family. I mean, like, okay, so the grasshopper goes around and he tries to to play a little music, and that doesn't work out, and all of a sudden the winter hits. Well, let me tell you something. When artists run out of money, they go for other kind of disastrous career choices, like uh, a failed painter. A waiter goes and becomes a uh, Hitler. Failed painter. You know, if he, there were three students that applied for the, uh, you know, the, the art college, and uh, only one didn't get in. That was Hitler, man. One didn't get in. Yeah. Ouch. So that's gotta hurt. You know, that's on you, world. That's on you for really not supporting the arts. And if you've ever read the poetry of Stalin, it could move you. But who's can, who can make a living with poetry? So better go into politics, right? Mama said, better get a job. Get a job, Stalin. Get a job. Get, get a, a real get job. Get a fucking job, Adolf. <laughs> yeah, not so much. So this is why I say we need to, to support the, the arts. arts. We need to support the arts because we just it's, don't want artists to use their creativity for other things. It's really a question of national security. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Support the, the creatives to just keep on wasting their time because as soon as they try to do something that's really important, relevant, if you don't, they usually get just total psychos. If you don't, history will be history. the judge. History will be the judge. Will be the judge. Now, of course, they don't want to paint all artists as potential Hitlers because that would paint with a very broad brush. <laughs> right, right. But you know, the, the it happened. It happened. It let's, happened. Let's let's think on that. All right. Let's just let's just think on that. Okay. Let's get back to topic here. We back were talking to, about uh, Christmas. Yeah, let's get back to Christmas here. So we hey, were mentioning hey, it's that in Christmas. The, it's it's Christmas. We were mentioning that in the history of Christmas. That okay. So mankind has had a reason to celebrate at around this time. But I think what's interesting is that when you study the different kinds of celebrations that happen around that time too, what you'll notice is that there's a lot of social upheaval that happens around that time. Let's take, for example, before Christmas existed in its current form, there was the Roman festival of Saturnalia. So that's to celebrate the god Saturn, or in the Greek, you might know him as Kronos. That was the nice. father of the gods that got deposed and shit. Nice. And, and celebrating Saturn is kind of weird when you think about it. You're celebrating a deposed deity. All right? That's weird. So around that time... Um, a lot of a lot of, some of the things that would happen, and it's it's difficult for us to really predict because no one has a great record of what the Saturnalia celebrations were really about. And remember, Roman society from decade to decade can change. I mean, it's like contemporary societies, right? Their tastes change. Uh, you know, I it mean, happens. it may not it may not change as quickly as it does with us, but the Roman Empire, as it was, celebrating Saturnalia covers a long time. So there were some people that liked it, like for instance, Cato was a big fan. Uh, but some people just decided to get the fuck out of town because on that day, some people would make it so that the, the slaves would become the masters and the Ooh. masters would become the slaves. Can you imagine? So it was like the role reversal of society. Yeah, but if you're a master, let's just say, and you do this role reversal thing because mm-hmm. you find it funny or you, you want to fit in with your other master friends or whatever... There, there has to be a point where the slave could take it too far. Oh, yeah. Like, Game over. Oh, uh, uh, Game over. Definitely. But also keep this in mind. Like, okay, I don't want to jump around, but unfortunately I'm going to have to if I'm going to prove a point. Is you look at the way that the, <clears throat> in medieval times and up until I think actually the, the, the 17th century, the way that most of Europe celebrated this day, or say the English, for instance, is that they would people would knock at rich people's door 
invite themselves in, and rich people would basically give them the best of everything. Oh, best of the food, best of your wine, whatever. Our and if they didn't, poison cheese. And if they didn't, go. all right, like the the peasants outside would kind of revolt and basically be like it's a trick or treat kind of thing. Like oh, either man. you give us the best of your shit, or we're gonna burn this motherfucker down. So. At least in medieval Europe, the way that Christmas was celebrated was a, a way to bring down the tensions between the upper class oh, man. and the lower class. So, okay, let's skip back to oh, Roman sorry, times. sorry, we just ran out of our finest wine and let's, cheese and but let's, chocolate. Let's, and we just ran out <clears throat> Well, that today. could happen, too. But let's, let's, let, let's, let's rewind back and go, go and talk about the social structure that existed in Roman times. So you have slavery here, okay? And... Even though times in, you know, Victorian times or even before then times, you know, in England, we're not exactly that great. No. Uh, pretty I, bad. I, pretty bad. Uh, I don't know if I would say that feudalism is as bad as necessarily being a slave. So there's going to be a lot of tension. And you can read a lot of times where in Roman society, their entire, you know, the entire fabric of their, you know, their whole structure was threatened by the issue of slavery itself. By the fact that their economy was basically non-existent, because suddenly everybody there was Oops. such a huge slave economy that nobody could get any labor done, and all of a sudden prices started to fall and the, the economy devalued. You know, like the things that people didn't think about. Yeah, yeah. they didn't understand how things. Were how could connected. they see? How could they see? Yeah. So much lead. In the world. <laughs> no, so much fucking so lead. Much lead. <laughs> so much lead. Made everything a bit. Foggy. I mean, it was in their foggy. plumbing. <laughs> their plumbing was made out of lead. They their used to drinking salt. vessels. I know. You know what? You know why they put um, they they would put that as a flavoring? Apparently, lead is very sweet. Well, hey, who knew? You put that, and you're like, "Oh, that tastes good." Oh yeah. Mm. Mm, I want some more. Yummy. <laughs> oh, it's replacing my yeah, yeah, yeah. neuro It's yeah. bonding to all the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a good way of, of of putting it. But so okay, so Saturnalia is a is a bit of a drunken orgy, as at least in the way that some people have described it. But at the same time, let's just try and understand it from their own like, you know, this is a contemporary society trying to deal with a lot of complicated social issues, among them being slavery and the mistreatment of people, whatever. And and there was even talk that w- there would be you take the person that had the lowest status in your in your whole town, like the fucking town, you know, drunk. And for the day, he would be like the leader, like the king. And he, and, and but the the thing is, he it would only be al- allowed no. to do proclamations of, such as throwing people in cold water. It was like the whole thing was that he was the misruler. That's how they would okay, call it. Okay. So the the whole job was to kind of throw a, a temporary chaos. To the whole of the of, of the structure, but it never threatened it. It's not like tomorrow everyone's going to wake up and be like, "Oh my god, no, the slaves he, are masters." For sure, he had a couple handlers that would give him cues on what he was supposed to do and not supposed to do. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, show. but at the same time, like everybody's drunk out of their minds. You could issue a fucking proclamation and nobody's going to listen to it because, I mean, in their <laughs> society. There's the, the rules were let's say a little bit laxer, right? Like how you malleable, ma- well not plastic, plastic. Even though there may, may be more, um, let's say, of a final verdict. To oh, they're things. definitive and final. Yeah, draconian. You but they say. can change day to day. Right, the rules can change they, depending on who's 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 got the biggest knife. They right? don't need to be self consistent, no, or coherent or, or fair. Or I mean, complete. that's like that's yeah. not fair. Fair. <laughs> what? What? 
What? No. But everybody always has, like, every group, every government, every system has their internal rules that they always have to follow. And you'll notice something about every successful civilization is that they have something called bureaucracy, and it works really good. And no civilization can exist without this vital mechanism of bureaucracy. Like, if you don't have the... One of the most important mechanisms I think we talked about in one of our shows is that if you don't have writing, where you have some system to note shit down that in retrospect isn't really important to anybody, you can't have a bureaucracy that sustains a large civilization. You cannot. It just doesn't happen. So you need, you know, all that you stupid boring stuff. You know, like the, all the horrible shit and people's names no. and addresses. You can't do that. Like all the times you, you were like, try. oh man, what the fuck is the point of waiting in line at a DMV? If it wasn't for that bureaucracy, you would have no society. Nope. You need papers sent to you reminding you that there is a government around that's there. Overpasses would crumble if we didn't have that. Right. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, things crumble all the time. Yeah. So you, you know, you just don't see it. But okay, so back bridges in, would snap. Yeah. Collapse. So back in the day, they're not going to have like a steadfast. Oh well, don't no drinking on the street. I mean, are you fucking kidding? What do you think a Roman party is like? Let me give you a couple examples of a Roman party. Defined by drinking on the street. Let's add Nero and and the one guy that I would definitely say that Christians can always claim that Nero treated them like shit. <laughs> yeah, he did because at some of his parties he would douse them in oil and use them as human candles. It's getting dark. It's getting a little dark. Let's light some Christians in here. That's pretty fucking dark. That's a party. There was this other That's guy. That's a party. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember his name. Scurpius or whatever. He had the weird name. Anyways, Scurpius. He, he was like a young emperor and he lasted about two years. So he wasn't there for very long. Ooh. And he loved he loved pranks. This is probably why he didn't last too long. He must have gone out with a bang. So his whole thing was that at the Colosseum, he decided that he was going to give people... Like, presents and stuff like that, right? Like, he had a chance to win a house or whatever. But being a twisted motherfucker, it wasn't just good prizes. Like, you could win bad prizes. Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, I'm a slave. I have to find the Colosseum now. Uh, or, uh, hey, this box now. is filled with snakes. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to open it. Oh, no. Slowly. What's in the box? Snakes. I mean, it would be a hell of a fucking game show. Let's be honest. The Romans, if they had TV back then. What a prankster. Whoa. I mean, like, they would have sent that out in the universe, too. Like, I'm glad, in retrospect, that... Uh, you it's know, like a Japanese game show uh, for keeps. Woo! Yeah, for yeah. keeps. High stakes. Yep. High well, stakes. even... See, there, there are instances in Saturnalia where there were certain gladiators that would fight for, you know, glory on that day. And, and there were... Christians used this as propaganda to suggest that there were human sacrifices. But things got pretty fucking wild in Saturnalia, is all I'm going to say. Shit got wild. I mean, it got wild enough that some Romans who were themselves wild would get the fuck out of town because they're like, the rules are a little bit lax and everyone's allowed to do, you know, some shit that normally wouldn't. And you're right. Okay, yeah, sure, the masters could fucking lay down the law. But I think that probably they kept Saturnalia in mind in terms of how they treated their own slaves. If they got one day where your right. slave can have access to the fucking whip. Well, there's a, there's a movie and a terrible sequel uh, that came out recently in the past year or two. Sequel? To which movie? Uh, what's the movie called? Give me the actors. Okay, I don't know the actors. Uh, not a good sign. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's... Uh, Payback? Is it... Uh, no, The the Purge. The Purge? Yeah. It's where... Uh, you haven't heard of The Purge? I don't think so. It's, it's basically, uh, you know, U.S. in 20 years. The, the near future. 
and uh, the new the new thing to maintain order and to kind of call the undesirables in society is to allow one night a 12 hour I think 12 hour time span where everything's perfect. everybody boards up their windows and huddles together and if you want to you can just go out into the streets and murder and kill and uh, but you can't break into anybody's house no you can you can do whatever the oh, fuck wow. you want Wow. So it's it's. I've never heard of this. It's movie. on it's you. Crazy. It's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw I saw the sequel, not knowing it was. Is this a, sequel, a small budget on movie? Netflix? I think the first one was pretty normal budge. It was Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Second one uh, seemed pretty low budge. Okay. But anyway, the concept is, concept. it's a great equalizer because you don't want to wrong people in society if you know the purge is coming. It's one time a year. It's twelve hours. Well, and if someone's real pissed, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna off you. Well, okay, so. We were talking about that in Saturnalia, and that's along the same lines as this whole purge business. So, I think that it was meant like if you look at the, the history of Christmas up until the eighteen hundreds, is really much more about people letting loose. If if there's the better best way that I can describe all of the celebrations, like let's take Yuletide, which are you know the the Norse mythology, you know like. You know the, their their traditions. So for them, the Yule is a giant log that you would find, like the biggest one you could in the fucking forest, and you burn that shit. And while it's burning, it's fucking party time. What? So a big giant log is going to burn for days. Like the log is still like, burning. It, it's the second week, and the log's still burning. You're fucking partying, motherfucker, non-stop. How can we sleep yeah. when the log is burning? And plus, okay, so. The Vikings, or you know, the the Norsemen, if we want to just categorize, them. I don't want to just call them Viking because that's one specific group. Like they obviously encapsulate much more than that. But uh, as a group, like this is a, they're a fairly interesting bunch. Like they're, uh, they're the whole view of of life, if you want. Like the you know the celebration of of. Uh, like, let's say the, the, the god Odin is part of what basically became Santa Claus. But back in the day when Odin would be flying around, you know, if you've been naughty and nice, you wouldn't want to get out of your house because this was also that great equalizer. So imagine Ooh. the purge is being done by fucking Odin. Oh, man. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> I mean, like, Odin is He'll like... take the, care of business. Odin is, the, is, is essentially the archetype of every bearded old man from fucking Gandalf to Santa Claus to everybody. Odin it's, the Wanderer. It's goddamn Odin. And Odin is an interesting character, too, because, see, the thing is, he's an old man, but, it, like, he's, he's missing an eye. And that is, comes from his, the, the fact that in his quest for wisdom, he lost this eye. Like, he had to lose something in order to be able to be wiser. I this guess he didn't start experience. off too wise. No, I think I think what's interesting about Sorry that is it just goes to show that, like, if you think about what is the most precious thing you have, is probably your eyesight, right? He loses one eye, but he gains ultimate wisdom from that, and that's a huge price. What if I said that you could be like the smartest man on earth, but I have to take the thing that you value the most? Did you know <clears throat> Thor is one of Odin's sons? Yeah, I, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> have Thor's you not dad. watched any of the movies? Thor's dad. Have you not watched? I have any not watched yeah. any movies. See, that's sad. That's on you, man. But yeah, yeah th- basically, Odin is 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 Santa Claus, and like I said, you don't want to get get out of your house. And if he shows up, oh, he's you know, pissed. He's he might be pissed. really pissed. So that that's kind of the origin of of that whole thing too. But what's interesting about okay, so that's the Norse mythology. If you move down uh, south a little bit and you get to Austria. Then you then you have the 
then you begin to see the parts of the origin of Santa Claus that will sound a bit more familiar. Because he was called Sinterklaus. And he was this elf that would go from house to house. And he would give people presents if they were good. But here's the thing. They had, a rev- they had an other anti-good guy uh, called... Um, uh, what the, wait, wait. What the hell is his name? It's... Um, Krampus, excuse me, <laughs> Krampus. Krampus. He's this devil-like fuck. Basically, actually, if you've ever seen pictures of the devil, like on any uh, metal album, oh, Krampus geez. is basically the inspiration for the devil. He is the scariest-looking fucking thing you've ever he's seen. He's got horns. Life. He's furry. Yeah. He's got he's got like the hooves or whatever. Mouth. He's the devil. He is the scary devil. Ah. So you have to remember that back in the day. First of all, Christmas was never really that much for kids, eh? So, oh, really? From well, the orgies, the fucking slaves and masters switching around, all of that begins to change slowly over time. As what were the kids doing at that time? Well, they had their own festival. Actually, the Romans had a festival. I think it was called Juvenilia. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. It had the word juvenile in it, basically, and it was a celebration of children. But for the most part, children. We're not really celebrated. We don't. We didn't treat kids the same way that we treat them today. Like, for instance, there was no concept of adolescence. Okay, you were working in a fucking dad by the time that you were an adolescent. And if you were <laughs> a, a child, and a dad. And if you were a child, I meant you were working. I mean, up until the Victorian era, if you were fucking five years old, you were working in factories. And some of the punishment that you would get for oh, I don't know. Uh, sleeping on the job because they haven't working you so late. They would take the the foreman would take a nail and would basically nail it through your earlobe as punishment. This is just a stip, standard punishment. And if you you know Bonk. you died of uh, some kind of thing, that yeah. means you're lazy. Some other fucking child will replace you. So yeah, life used to be very cruel for children. There were few attempts to make their lives uh, less bleak, but for the most part, yeah. Let's just say that it, it's only when things started to get a little bit mm, industrialized and quality of life went up that we, we kind of thought you know, maybe childhood is less about becoming a work mule and more about fostering uh, this person into a functional human being. Into a blossoming worker bee. Well, yeah. A well-adjusted a worker bee. A well-adjusted, bee. productive worker bee. So... <clears throat> I, I think that even in Austria, like yeah, uh, you know, the, the the Krampus thing is the negative incentive for misbehavior, which is something that I guess Krampus was maybe parents felt was necessary. But yeah, go on the internet and do some fucking searches for Krampus. I was with thinking, I was thinking of, with of, of sending some Krampus cards of my own because they'd be pretty awesome. Like you know, if somebody pisses you off around the Krampus holidays, Krampus has determined you've been naughty. You have been fucking naughty. Not everybody's nice. He's going to try to pencil you in to his busy yeah. schedule. Busy schedule. So we start to see... Uh, I'm seeing you. In the 1800s, we start to see the appearance of this Sinterklaas character who starts to be translated uh, by uh, British and American people, you know, authors. Well, no, that was much later. That was still much later. They, they provided the color and the final look. But before then... Basically, he was he was either an elf. So red was not a thing. What? No, red was not a thing. He was mostly green. A, a green. He was sometimes depicted like an Odin-like figure. Sometimes mm. he had a weird wreath. At one point, he was a he was a troll. At, oh, yeah. uh, at also another time, he was this drunk guy that rode a turkey. 
So there was a lot of different variations, you know. Oh, yeah. But you have to understand that there's a, it's a progression of things, right? Santa Claus really only became the iteration that it is once corporations realized that it was a perfect way to sell presents. Because here's the thing about Sinterklaas minus the standard corporation. Sinterklaas was a rich man who basically reversed roles where instead of taking from people, he gave. He was like the great fucking white hope of poor people. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, um, he's a guy that has everything, but he goes around and he he, he, he he writes wrongs and he gives gifts to people who have been good but don't necessarily have a lot. So this kind of attitude about giving mm-hmm. was something that corporations kind of latched on and they realized that if you have Santa in... Your surrounding, if Santa pimping out your shit, nobody thinks about it as consumerism. They think about it as gift giving. You're not buying for yourself. You're not buying. It's not for you. You're buying. You're buying happiness for somebody else. So Krampus doesn't pay you a visit. Well, of course. What you would? I mean, you think a modern corporation can use Krampus? Hell's no. Hell's no. Uh, no, like the modern equivalent would be uh, <clears throat> coal in your stocking. That's the modern Krampus. Weak sus. I mean... Compared to the real thing? Weak. Nobody gives out coal. Nobody gives out coal. Nobody. And so, here's what I want to say. Number one, if you're the type of person that always says, Oh, you know, people are so violent or crazy, you know, right around Christmas time when it's like that, you know, Black Friday shit. I'm like, tradition. You have never, ever in your fucking life experienced the complete debauchery that used to be... Hey, the Christmas celebration. Why don't we have a Roman Christmas this year? Yeah. A Roman. Saturnalia. Saturnalia. Be a fucking wild Christmas. ride. Yeah. I like it. There's a few things that maybe we're not going to keep about Saturnalia. Yeah. But one of the things that actually, in Saturnalia, one of the things that people like to give, they, they, there, was, there was gift giving. But the thing about gift giving was, one of the traditions was gag gifts. Apparently, yeah, uh, apparently Augustus loved that shit. So if you gave him a fucking punk gift, that would be the greatest gift. And there was a tradition in Romans that the crappier the gift, the closer the friendship. So if you're really close friends with someone, you give them like the worst thing <laughs> the in the world. The lamest. Yep. Oh, it's oh look at this iPad box. Oh, <laughs> right. This is great. I bought oh, you a brick. A big Stephen pile of dookie. I oh, got no. you a brick. I got you a brick. You're a good friend. You're a real good friend. I found the cinder block outside and I thought of you. You needed one. You kept on complaining. I need a cinder block to weigh this thing. And I found something one. related to my favorite hobby. Oh, the exact opposite. Oh, you're you're a good friend. Yeah. So maybe that's one tradition that we could take. I think it would be interesting that you know, perhaps we can make our new traditions because when I was really studying the history of Christmas, I found that it was just a lot of instances of of a few people contributing their own mythos. Like, for instance, the guy who wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He was working, at, I think, at a Macy's. And it was just a way to get people into the store. And so he just wrote a poem about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But the thing about a disabled, down-on-his-luck, you know, dejected reindeer... Under-deer. An under-deer spoke to fucking people. I mean, and the reindeer thing comes from the guy who wrote... The original, it was a night before Christmas, you know, like there weren't fucking reindeers before. It was a goddamn turkey or a dog or like a whole bunch of horses. He used to mostly ride a horse. But, you know, all of a sudden it was much more interesting to take some creative liberties. And those creative liberties melded into the kind of culture that 
we establish what the modern Christmas is. What we at least the have commodity Christmas, yeah. the easily the way that we've experienced Christmas. You and I, like, how did you experience Christmas? By the way, give me your typical Christmas morn. <laughs> Christmas morn. Yeah. Uh, well, I was always up before anybody else, and I always had a pretty good idea what all the presents were. So I just tried to. Were you a whole? Were you a giant dick at Christmas? I was kind man? of a giant dick. Well, I tried to play this the role. This is the problem of, with smart kids. I, I tried to play the dicks. role of like surprise. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is this is great. Did and, anybody buy it? At what point did they stop uh, buying? I don't your know. Lives? I don't know if they ever caught on. Oh yeah, they probably did. They probably probably did. did. Yeah, I think you like to overestimate how people cannot tell when you're just dicking with them. No, 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 no. It's great. It's great. Is it great? It's great. All right, great. Keep going. So, uh, but what you know? Did you open presents before Christmas night? Yeah. No, ago? no. I mean, we. What, what's uh, the I, exact I think, tradition? Okay, so uh, at my dad's place, it was I think one present the night before. And with my mom, it was uh, all the presents on Christmas morning, which sucked. You, you don't like that whole waiting thing? <sighs> you know, you've already waited long enough. What's, what's an extra night? We, we used to have the one present, and then you have the rest the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's okay. That's okay. But, you know, the, the, I like the fact that your stockings were you know, yeah. open. Stockings were fine, you know. That's that's what you do. So the stock, so the stocking things actually comes from. This is another. I think it's Norse tradition where people, kids used to keep their shoes out, and uh, you know, Sinterklaas or the kindly elf would leave coins and nuts in your in your shoes, though. You want to you want to eat some fucking foot fetish? You want to eat some nuts that have been in your goddamn oh. smelly ass shoes? Oh, mercy, I mean, no! This is where the stocking no. comes from, and thank God we've adopted this form of mm, distribution. Chestnuts really moist. <laughs> oh no! But keep this in mind: like back in the old day, people had a much more intimate relationship with their own smells. I mean, mm. Josephine was said to have taken an apple, put it under her armpit. The whole day, and then sent it to Napoleon as a romantic gift, being like, smell you later. <laughs> Be like, get my scent right in you when you eat that shit. Yeah. So back then, you know, things were a little bit more ripe. Ah. But keep in yeah, mind. Fresh, ripe. Keep in mind. I mean, this is, these were some societies that thought that bathing was yeah. a good way to catch deadly diseases. Pre, pre-sanitation, pre-soap society. But Yeah, well, that's just them. I mean, there were other cultures that weren't that stupid. I mean, like I said, the Vikings, they used to shower once a week. Once a week. That's okay. That's not bad. You can almost get by in modern times with a once a week. I mean, it's kind of pushing it. It's pushing it. Twice a week is, you can fly under the radar most of the time. And they the, and and the, by the way, that was a glorious bath where they would have like their fucking crazy beards like tended to and shampoo. Who tended to these Viking? Uh, there were like there was a whole cottage industry. You have to understand great. these were th- these people were fucking dapper as shit, bro. I mean, dapper. I know they were think, they I know were that you think like oh these Vikings, all these dirty guys. Let me give you the perspective. They were okay. hipsters, dude. Let, let, let's just say that the the Vikings who would shower once a week, basically they loved war. I mean, they had a lot of war gods. They loved war, but they were running war out of they were running thing. out of space, and let's just say that not exactly the best places to grow crops. War so was they did, a thing. They, they decided to start traveling around. But when they get to the fucking England and they meet the <laughs> the Angles and the Sacks, okay, or basically brutes. These guys shower once a year. 
They live in mud huts. Okay? Knuckle draggers. No fucking culture. These these are knuckle draggers. Thank you. So, yeah, they go over, they bash some fucking a uh, few heads or whatever, but comparatively, they're the dapper dons showering once a week. They invent opera, by the way, by way the before way. it's invented. They discover America hundreds of years before anybody. I mean, like, advanced, okay? These were some of the most advanced fucking people of their time. And meanwhile, you think about Vikings, you're like, oh, horned brutes. No, they're basically like the, 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 the Atlanteans of Europe. You know, these giant fucking nerdy barbarian well they're they're kind of warrior like that's the problem they were just nerdy barbarians that's the best way to look at it that's yeah. cool with a clean fetish so did that culture eventually get infused into anything else well it got infused in like if you look at uh, germanic culture it's got a lot of that yeah those elements and i mean if you bathing once a week oh well hopefully that's a tradition that they keep yeah yeah but uh, ultimately, and plus, Opera. because they, the, the Vikings uh, established a number of settlements. I mean, Dublin was a Viking town. So they, they, they were extremely influential in, in Europe and in England uh, in particular. So I would say that a number of cultural achievements were probably the result of Viking influence. That's because, I mean, once the Vikings were there and they had killed a bunch of people, they settled and they eventually got along with people. I mean... You know, it was your grandparents that lost control. You're a little bit more chill. You know how it is? They were just looking for new land. You had yeah. to bash a few yeah. heads. Things happen. Let's make some peace. Let's make some peace. So you're, uh, are your interpretation of Viking all wrong. But yeah. But they're, they're, uh, at least in England, as far as I can tell, though the traditions uh, of, of what we have in terms of Christmas or even like Odin or whatever, I don't see much example of that because they already had Christianity that was coming from the romans and that kind of stuff so that didn't influence too much but the germans they kept a lot of those traditions so the reason why you have a christmas tree is actually because of I'm sure, is it the victoria the second who married um a german cousin of hers who was crazy about trees and um he Tree was crazy fetish. about it and in one of the first photos of the royal family at christmas they featured that tree it was the first time they ever did wow. and then from then on it kind of became the normal thing to have the tree. But it, again, like if you look at England, even the the royal line is German. So many of the the traditions that eventually came back into uh, you know what we normally associate with Christmas comes from that. But I feel like we have to go back a little because I think that I want to talk about say this Christmas while it was being banned by the Puritans. This is a pretty interesting little twist. You know when everybody talks about the war on Christmas? Well, it turns out the real war on Christmas started by the Puritan movement. I think we did a show on this about Oliver Cromwell and the Puritan movement. So essentially in the 1600s, early 1600s, there was a rebellion against the monarchy by a number of religious Puritans who... They were Protestant, and they disliked the fact that although Charles I was Protestant, he was Protestant in name only, and he was mostly Catholic. So they didn't really like that. So a big war ensued, and Oliver Cromwell won. And when he won, he basically outlawed music, theater, and more importantly, Christmas. Christmas was fucking gown. Gown. Yep. I mean, even the even the Puritans that came to America, they had already banned Christmas. You couldn't celebrate Christmas, at least not officially. There were a few places that allowed it. I think Jamestown actually had a celebration for, uh, of it. But as time went on, it was 
I mean, frowned like, upon. Frowned upon because for the most part, form Protestants did not really make a big deal out of it. You have to remember that they, because they rejected the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church has had taken pagan to tradition and essentially Christianized them. So they had decided that the birth of Christ was was right coincidentally right around the time of Mithras and other deities that were celebrated by pagans who were like, you know, hey, Saturnalia, winter solstice, let's celebrate. And they're like, let's also have, celebrate the birth of Christ. Let's do it for some reason on December 25th. But even at the Christ Mass right around there, which is where Christmas comes from, they never said that that's when Jesus was born. They were just like, this is when we celebrate the birth of Christ. Kind of the same way that you're like uh, Easter. Yeah. Well, I've heard other accounts of, uh, you know, if, if you really go by uh, the story of his birth, that shepherds were out during like all night tending to yeah, sheep. Yeah, who would want to do that in the middle of motherfucking yeah, it's winter? Obviously not winter. Yeah. So and and would, 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 would they move? Would you move with your pregnant wife? You know that don't make no sense. Uh, during the harshest day of the year, literally the le- the least amount of sunlight you're gonna get has just happened. You're in the week of the darkness. Let's go. Let's go. There's a census, so for some reason we have to go to where we can be counted where we were born. Not a thing. Anyway, Not a that's thing. A, that's a different worst way to do a census. <laughs> Didn't happen. Yeah, and you know Didn't back happen. in the day, I don't know if you know this, but censuses were a fucking really dangerous thing to do. Do you know why? What, think about this. Why, why would a census be dangerous? Because you get a whole bunch of the uh, unhappy masses in one place. Well, the census is dangerous for this reason. Because when you, don't, the results. when you don't know what the distribution of population is. For instance, you don't know how many Catholics versus Protestants are. Or blacks versus white. And you're having an apartheid-like state. It, it is not a good idea to have a census. Because then, if, well, if only a, if you publish the, the okay. results, yes. Right? But I mean, even in the Bible, it was it was a sin to even count people. What? In fact, God only allowed it a few times because if you made a census, it would basically if the if the tribes made a census, they'd be like, "Hey, shit, um, hey, Ephraim, Ephraim is like at fucking sixty thousand, and the Benjamites are twenty. Let's fucking annihilate these motherfuckers. Time to go. Yep, that's yep. why you don't keep a census. Don't do it. it. Makes people kill each other. The whole thing goes off kilter. The whole thing. thing. Yeah. So, okay. So, the Puritans ban Christmas. They fucking hate that shit. They hate it. They hate it. I mean, but... but One weird trick. But at the time, you have to remember that, okay, one, they hate it because it's a Catholic thing. But even back then, the Christians, they didn't even make that big of a deal. You'd show up for Mass, but... For the most part, everybody was out on the street fucking partying, and it was the same shit that I was telling you about. Role reversals, you'd nominate some guys, the fucking king of the day or whatever... Public drinking, and it turns out that they did this. They did studies, Look, and and this hobo is our were, new mayor. Ha ha! It turns out that Christmas time was the part time when everybody got pregnant. You know, like the population would surge nine months later, so it became a kind of important time to make everybody repopulate. Harvest season, but most important, I think this is the big thing, and everybody will agree because this is what Christmas is to them. It is a time to blow off steam, man. You got like two weeks or a month where you just need to like. Yell and scream and go a little fucking crazy and drink, like puke and whatever. Get your jollies. Yeah, because the whole rest of the time, and this is, I think, still the heart of all the holidays, is you've had to put up with shit. You've been prostituted. You've been fucking beaten down by some rich asshole. 
And, you know, it's just not been your motherfucking year. So why don't you just let off a little steam, party, eat as much meat and good fucking food as you can't get drunk and have that get ready for another have fucking that year. Course. You can have like, you know, if you're lucky, 80 of these motherfuckers. So, you know, try to make them count. Make them count. Because the other way that I could suggest you get to live your life is a slow release. That every little once in a while you have a mild party that Ooh. is okay. Ooh. Huh. Yeah. It's like you go to the anyway, bar and you have a snippet of wine and then I'll you have go a, home. A dram, please. You have a dram. Well, I'll be on my way. Ooh, I <laughs> wet my <laughs> whistle and then I went home. And you could do that in the whole life, and I would say, what a reasonable person you are. And I don't really think you lived at all. Nope. That would be you my You never uh, shook it all out. You did not. You never pinched out your aggressions, <laughs> you know? Didn't pinch them out. But it may be in a weird way. Like, we look at the traditions of Halloween, and they sound strangely like some of the traditions that used to happen around Christmas time. Yeah. You know, where the trick-or-treat shit happens, or you go door-to-door demanding things. We demand uh, equality, people. or at least your finest Or wine. at least for fucking one day, we want the you know the roles to be reversed. We want the rich to be poor, and we want the poor to be rich. We want your best lead salt. Mm. And and over time, I, I guess like our our charity has been more. We've spread it out a little bit more, but part of that actually comes from the fact that there was a legitimate effort to change this holiday and make it what it is today like for instance charles dickens it's not an accident what he wrote okay there was a very specific political agenda behind uh christmas carol and that agenda reflects the kinds of problems that england was facing during you know the industrial revolution which was you have these robber barons and you have this fucking sick little tiny tim here who's just fucking dying and it takes a really transformative experience to get this rich asshole to be like, hey, you know what? You deserve more than I've given you throughout the year. I need to... I'll flick another coin over your way. Bing! Yeah, it's called the Christmas bonus. And it makes you a very effective little drone. And if you didn't have that Christmas little celebration, let's say we just got rid of it. Like, you, you just didn't work. You worked right through it. There was no time off or whatever. We would have revolutions on our hands. Like you would spring go nuts. Springtime would be rage time. Yeah, by springtime, like you would just like you would February. burn that motherfucker down. You know, it's over. Yeah, I think like if an alien no race looks at us, it's over. They know that when when the the Earth, where the most landmass is in the northern hemisphere, when that is receiving the least amount of energy at a given time of year, all of the species living there. Go a little crazy. A little bit on edge. A little bit crazy. I mean, you have millions of different species that will change where they live by thousands of miles. Some of them will be born in that transition mm -hmm. on their way. I mean, that's some crazy shit happening. That's insane. That's nuts. I mean, I'm sure a species looking at us from a different planet and be like, man, what a bunch of psychos. But they got their own problems. They don't know how to live. They got their own problems, man. <laughs> got their own problems. Two moons and like crazy <laughs> tides and who knows what. Nanobots that like they got their own like hell. You know what? Every here's the thing: if you if a, if an advanced species comes here tomorrow and offers to fix all our problems, you know what? I want to see their society because I bet you they got fucking tons of problems. Let's see how much fun you have on the weekends. Oh no, weekends! Mm. Wah, wah. No, no, you go there and all of a sudden they're like, we want to. You know, they don't have homelessness. They don't have people that are like fuck this society. I want to hear from. The most discontent of their members before right. I make any allegiance. Every, everything seems perfect, but there's no art. 
No art. No art. That would be weird, eh? Yeah. Everybody just lives okay. Yep. Just above the discontent line. So no no art. <laughs> they happens. found a really good uh, yeah. just above the art, art line. Yep. They live above the art line. They know that all of a sudden if, if things get really bad, you get more art, but they're like, no. Nah. Yeah. Not worth no. it. Art shall be our barometer. <laughs> if we can squelch Do you feel like doodling? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> things are bad. <laughs> we better you know, normalize things. Here's a a new cabinet for your kitchen or a, a slightly better automobile. I think that Santa is uh, a bit of an insidious creation, but I feel weird about it. Like, for instance, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you would have known that me and uh, my ex, Carissa, we, we had a big major disagreement about whether or not, because, you know, we thought we'd have, we might have kids together, whether or not we teach them the myth of Santa. She was against, I was for. Because mm-hmm. my approach was saying, listen, Santa is one of those fantastic opportunities where you get to find out that people lie to you. Yeah. Like that, that, uh, that an entire society can fucking systematically lie to you. Down from like, like when you're a kid and you hear what their air traffic control is coming in with Santa, you're like, they wouldn't waste re- military resources to Nor just do that. Would important. They? Would they, they, there must really be a Santa, right? They wouldn't deceive me like that, would they? Yes, they would. Yes, they fucking would, child. For the greater consumer good. For the, literally, Santa is for the greater consumer good. He's not really to make kids happy. I mean, we could do that in tons of ways. We wouldn't need Santa. No. We don't need a, some kind of representation of material goods to make kids happy. We can, we can do that any other way. And, and, you know, without Krampus there to even it out, like, what is Santa there other than just, just you know, pimp out your motherfucking product? Make you buy an Xbox. Seriously. Like, every time you see Santa in a commercial... You know that's a company trying to trick you into thinking that you're not really buying anything. Oh, here's one of your heartstrings we know that you have. In We're going to pluck it culture. so fucking hard. Bing! Bing! Do you know what I've noticed? Do you know uh, what society I think is the best at plucking heartstrings? Which one? Korean. I've been watching their commercials, Ooh. and they make me fucking cry all the time, those assholes. <laughs> like life insurance commercials over there, they will pluck at your heartstrings like nobody's Don't business. Don't you love me, daddy? No, 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 it's not even that. Like, one of them, they had this commercial where it's like this, this guy who gives this, uh, this, this beggar family money all the time. And then one, like this, this dad and this little girl. And then one day, he sees that the dad's all alone, and he thinks, oh, it's some kind of motherfucking scam. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, he sees that there's this little girl, and she's dressed in a school uniform running towards her homeless dad. Bing! Yep. Or did you see the one where all of a sudden... What were they selling? Life insurance? They were selling, like, education. Investing in uh, kids' education. All right. Yep. Or the life insurance one. It was, like, this one thing where all of a sudden this guy where it was, like, had this restaurant. And there was, like, this little kid who tried to steal food. And he was he was getting a beating. And all of a sudden he gives him this free food to the kid. Like, he, he packs in even more food. And every time the kid comes over, he gives him some. But then eventually the kid... Disappears, but the old man continues to give stuff to homeless people or whatever. And then he just has a stroke, and then he's in the hospital. And the the, the daughter the daughter looks at all these hospital bills, and she doesn't know how she's going to pay. And she's trying to sell the business or whatever. Oh, and no. all of a sudden she gets a bill and it's zero dollars. And it's like, oh, it was paid thirty years ago when you gave me free food. Bing, bing, buy insurance, you wow. old bitches. And wow. I'm like, you're not prepared for Asian commercials, man. Wow. When you watch that's, them. that's a lot. They they will that they are they are rich stories 
that tuck at the fucking heartstring of all humanity. You're like, you're selling insurance, man. For that, ow. 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 It hurt. I'm going to have a heart attack. It's a good thing I don't know what the name of your insurance company is, and I don't want to fucking deal with you because you, you showed me a beautiful moment where you're still trying to sell something, you ass. I'll buy you your best insurance twice over. <laughs> Twice over, Ben. Just make, and that's just make one. Stop. That's just one. I could tell you countless one where this one guy's helping everybody throughout their day and their whole lives are made brighter and stuff like that. It's just like... Wow, he's a good fuck, person. Fuck, man. Yeah. So Asian commercials, less funny, more really sentimental. It's like the kind of thing where you can only watch a few... I don't even know how people watch like Asian commercials on TV. They must be like a constantly crying. Constantly. Yeah, so they're really good at that. But or they're, they're just dulled. Or well, or maybe the time. Or maybe we all save it for Christmas because ultimately, when we think about how we act at Christmas, we all think we're more charitable. We're, we we're think kinder. We're more charitable. Well, I mean, I don't know, but we're giving to make ourselves feel. Like, better. actually, are you more charitable around Christmas time? Fuck man. That's like how, how do you measure? Like, I don't give anybody anything. So how do you how do you multiply zero? I don't think it's a good idea. It's all zeros, man. <laughs> whatever you plop in oh, there, yeah. whatever you. Drop into that equation. It's all zeros. Let me multiply with my zero. Well, whatever you plop, plop right, plop in right into that. Yeah, it doesn't matter how big it gets. Equation, it doesn't matter how zero. big it gets. How much you give me? No, I'm, I'm going to multiply. How many flies are buzzing around that equation? It's all zeros. <laughs> I'm going to multiply that motherfucker. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think though. Like, are people actually more? More generous, more forgiving, or is the stress of the know. holidays? I, I, I think people like, are just stressed the fuck out around the holidays. There's expectations. There's a lot of obligations and social things you got to yeah. do. I don't really think people have time to enjoy that moment anymore. I don't know if it's just me. I feel like Christmas has really. Um, it's got even amongst the people who like Christmas, they don't even know what to do with their own Christmas outrage. Like, uh, remember, I w- we were talking about last show, and I was talking about um, Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. James Cameron's no nephew, no, definitely not right, him. Right. And the whole thing about that movie is, you think, okay, it's going to be a movie about a guy who's upset with the materialism of Christmas, and it should just be back to Jesus. Back to Jesus. But it turns out to be actually the opposite, where the guy's like, no, man, you got to make Christmas bigger. It's it's like, it's you know the guy who has a small dick and he gets a fucking huge car? It's kind of like that. It's like, man, make it bigger. I, Christmas is starting to go down the tube, so we got to fucking jack Christmas up. And he's like beating people with a fucking Christmas stick and like, drink cocoa. Like, he's freaking people out. Like, even the movie goes are watching her like, oh, my God. That's much. Like, I, I, I even think that he ruins Christmas for Christians. It's that bad. What would his uncle think? That's really Shut a up. shame. So, like, it could be that Christians could ruin Christmas for themselves. Like, they could splooge all over and really fuck this up. They're going to take it too far. They could fuck this up. They're so, take let's, it too let's think about... Let's take the elements. Let's make a new holiday. Let's call it Jakemus. Because we can't come up with a more creative word. Jakemus. And we'll bring back the street drinking. At Jakemus, we'll have many. First of all, let's bring back the whole Krampus good, bad shit to your holiday. Because nobody's all good. Great equalizer. You know, you've got to send a Christmas card but some, or a Jakemus card, but sometimes you're going to send a fucking Krampus card. I'm yeah. bringing Krampus back. Krampus. Krampus equal is number. the equal Anti number. Me. You have to send an equal number. <laughs> there are as many people piss you off. Yes. Yeah. 
But I think okay. Let me ask you this question. Well, if you get a nice card, that that means something. They're like, it means oh, a lot. You didn't send. I'm, yeah, I didn't send you a Krampus card. There's some other Krampus motherfucker out there. I got the good. Card. Right. If you send out that five cards, something. you have to like. Cr- you can't Jake send five card. cards. You Equal have number. to send bad five bad cards. Yeah, so five yeah. bad cards. Yeah, saying be like yeah. you were a dick to me, or why did you? No, Krampus so is gonna loud. get up in your business. Fuck yeah. up your shit. So I'm bringing back Krampus because I like the whole evil negative thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, we're gonna Equal bring back number. the presence, but the more someone means to you, the less the value of the gift. No, but the greater the prank glory of the gift. Oh yeah. Okay. So we're oh, back to prankmas. An iPad box. Oh, mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. I've been waiting for this. Ooh, let's <gasps> open it so slowly. Ooh, okay, what's but, that smell? But here's the problem, though. If you do something that mean, now suddenly, suddenly you have to do something that's really, really nice. Yeah, to people you don't care about, right? I like where this is going. I like. I hate where this is going. I, it's that whole societal role reversal. I kind of like that. So, Jake, Miss, I think we should bring back like the rich people become poor. Yeah, the poor people like knocking on people's door, demanding that they give you the best of everything, or you're gonna fucking play a trick on them. And I got it. The middle class, just so they have something to do, they can like wife swap. During this time, so they don't feel They're left right out. in the middle. They yeah, so yeah. they don't feel left out. They, they barely matter swap. these days, or husband swap, depending on how y'all look at it. Whatever they swing, okay, it's not <laughs> our business. Swing. It's not yeah. our business. Huge. I'm not. Huge I'm not part of the middle class. <laughs> I'm too fucking busy threatening rich people because it's the only day that we should be allowed to have some power. Because obviously we're not. Obviously we're never going to have power, and you're a fucking slave. And why is it that a thousand? Fucking 900 years ago, one day, slaves had more power than you ever will have in your fucking life. Does that sound fair to you? Does that sound fair to you? Like, let's bring that shit back. Look, knock on some Wall Street guy. Like, you go to Warren Buffett's house and demand his finest turkey, dude. He lives quite modestly, so just be like a normal turkey. Like yeah, right. You're yeah. right. Go to... The guy uh, The guy who sold Minecraft. He that, bought a $70 million house. Bam, bam, bam. bam I want bam, the best bam. of your fucking or turkey, that, that casino mogul who sponsors all the politicians. Yeah, I don't States. remember his name. Sheldon. You know Sheldon. his name? Yeah. Whatever. Dick Bag. Sure, yeah. Dick Bag Casino Steam. Uh, Hubert Hefner. <laughs> Hubert? <laughs> give his grandson give us or your, Give us your riches. Hubert? Give us your riches. Yeah. So, uh, or let's go to our Mark Zuckerberg's and fucking be Ooh. like, give me your best. Give me your best. Not your best clothes. Zuck on it. Because. <laughs> Zuck my dick. That's what he says. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. That's terrible. No one's ever told that joke. No one's ever really? told that joke. Honestly, I feel like you're, you're zucking with me. He's zucking with me right now. <laughs> so, yeah, for Jake Miss, uh, the reversal. Uh, prank gifts. Uh, I'm not sure. We need some kind of uh, good. Swinging. Swinging. Swinging for the middle class. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and uh, what's another good kind of like... Oh, yeah, the... Uh, street drinking. Street. Well, no, we already <laughs> mentioned that. That was the first thing you mentioned. I mean, I didn't even mention it. Street drinking. Uh, and on that day, all marijuana is legal. Nobody, nobody has yeah. a problem with it. Even in Arkansas. Like you, can, you can smoke in a police station. Nobody can do nothing. Yeah. Yep. On that one day. That one day. And if you can get some, you can spark up yep. in a cell. And in and cell. and maybe a tiny, tiny amount of cocaine. Yeah. Debatable. Depends on how crazy Jake's miss. Jake Jake miss? Eighth of a teaspoon is worth. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know remember the, the remember those uh 
those uh, straws, McDonald's, uh, like yes. spoons that got yeah, outlawed yeah, because yeah. they were perfect ways of measuring perfect. drugs. Perfect. Yeah, thank you so much, drugs. You ruined a perfectly good spoon. Yeah. So I want one of those spoons worth. Funny little legal. side note. I was in uh, one of the Subway restaurant establishments okay. the other day, and it was... Uh, we going to get sued? I don't know, probably, but uh, it was midnight, around midnight, and some girls uh, who were outside the window clearly up to no good clearly clearly up to no good like oh, fidgeting wait, with wait. backpacks and oh the selling drugs thing well they, they weren't really selling drugs but they they stumbled in and one was looking a little bit green and the other one was saying please uh, let us use your bathroom and the... no what didn't one of them walk and be like drugs are great or something uh, well they no no they didn't I was there. they didn't say it but no uh, well were you there I'm you were there sure you there. were there yeah. so well you remember the then ones. you remember then one had to go to the bathroom, but they had to buy something, so they bought something. I think it was like a water a bottle, bottle or a cookie. Like or who the knows most what. odd thing to buy at a subway. And uh, and then they're like, "Oh, can I have some extra straws? Oh, can can I borrow your scissors? scissors I need yeah. to cut them at a certain angle." Uh, come on, uh, come on, come on, come on! Wait for Jake Miss. <laughs> Have you no decency or shame? That's, that's when that that shit goes. Okay. It's just around the corner, ladies. We got to pick a day. Doesn't have to be December twenty fifth. Uh, it should be December twenty fifth. Should right. It okay. should. No, right. It ought to be ought December twenty fifth. Jamas, we're gonna celebrate it next year. Jamas, um, and I'm gonna send out uh, everybody who's been bad. I'm gonna be sending you Krampus cards. Next yeah. year. I'm gonna make actually some really badass Krampus cards. All y'all, really, seriously. All y'all, and and potentially some Jamas cards. And before we go. Um, I'm going to give you a little preview of next year. We're, we're working on this little evangelical Christmas album that I think is going to be a big hit. You know, I figured you could make some money. You Do know, that Jakemas. Yeah, get into that Christmas money. So you you, you make products for Christians. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that the best way to fight That's Christianity is. is to take money from Christians? Doesn't That's, that make Doesn't that make sense? They have money. They have the money, and you want it to be. I yours. want it to be my money. So let's take their money. So Holiday album. I decided, you know, I had this fucking intuitive thing where I'm like, why don't I write the kinds of songs that evangelicals want to hear? I know how they feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't listen too carefully. It'll sound right. Overall. It's got to be the right words. That like they're always telling me, you know, well, or shouting at me that uh, they, you know, Christ has been taken out of Christmas. So I'm like, let's let's put Christ up a notch. Uh, clearly. Let's fold it back in. Clearly, Let's Kirk Cameron can't do it for you. I mean, he's t- he's too lost trying to prove that everything, every pagan tradition is actually Christian, which is wasted time. He's got hot cocoa in the brain. He's got serious cocoa in the brain. So they need an atheist, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to do this as a, under a, a, a pen name. I haven't quite decided it, but uh, we're going to release an, uh, an album, and we're going to give you a little preview. Uh, just to, before we go, it's going to be one of our things before you mm-hmm. hear the, mm-hmm. the the end credits. So, but before we go, I want to give you guys also a little preview. This holiday season is going to be filled with shows. I've got a, f- a bunch of interviews lined up or whatever. I realized that during the holidays, all the pros, uh, all the pros have shows because they knows about how to make monies. Well, the pros are off, so it's time for the fucking amateurs to shine. You know, you don't take time off when the pros are off. Yeah. That's when you put your stuff. You're out. like that scrappy little chimpanzee with like welts and bruises who like sneaks in when the big big guys are away. When they're done, yeah. When they're done, 
when they're done. That's yep. your strategy. Yeah. It's sort of You know what? They, they're done. They're not going to want to fight me. <laughs> they're done. They're done. So now's, now I'm going to make my move. You're going to make your move when all the other apes are asleep. <laughs> I'm already bruised and broken, man. I took my licks. All right, you're I deserve a, a little. I deserve a, a little fun. You are. I, deserve, I may not be the alpha chimp, but that doesn't mean no. I'm not going to get mine. Right? By yeah. by sleep or by force? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't like this force thing. I don't like where this is going. All right, are you going to huxtable this, Chris? <laughs> you're going to huxtable it up. That's terrible. Absolutely. Don't put terrible. me in that position. Don't don't. Jake Miss is not about that. It's definitely not about that. It's more about uh, re- uh, reversing social roles and uh, I, knocking. I got down you. The, yeah. I got you. Yeah. You get me. Yeah, I got you. you. Get me. All right. Wink. So uh, with that, I'd like to thank you uh, all for listening and having a merry Jake Miss. Merry Jake Miss. Merry Jake Miss. And for those of you who don't yet celebrate this soon to be uh, finalized uh, bullshit holiday, then happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Yeah. And I hope you enjoyed the history of Christmas as historic as it's going to get on my show. History. History. All right. With that, my name is Jacob Forte. I'm T-Bad. Have a good atheist day, everybody. This holiday season, you won't want to miss out on your chance to own the piece of music memorabilia for the holidays. It's an evangelical Christmas carol. Oh. forget the unforgettable.